0: Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM. And we're broadcasting live from Hobart, Tasmania. And today I have Raiko Celic with me. Raiko, welcome. Hi, Jason. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. And uh, you're up in Burnie today, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Up here, and the weather is nice and blue, but it is a bit cold. It was cold yesterday. It is uh, has been cool down here as well in uh, Hobart but at least the Sun is shining today so uh, Raiko, your titled your series is titled 3mJ I'm going to ask you about that in a moment uh, and you'll be presenting uh, a whole series on um, on the life of Jesus so we'll we'll come back to that in a moment but uh, before we do just a couple of things to talk about you're up from uh, Burnie, you're, you're uh, the pastor of what churches up there? Yeah, I'm the pastor of
1: three churches,
0: uh, Olverston, Burnie and also King Island. King Island, so that's a, a bit of a stretch, you've got a, a, a fair distance to, to travel and a plane to catch I guess when you go over to King Island? Yes, that's right and uh
1: Tomorrow I'm actually flying out to King Island. I usually go out there once a month or once every three weeks and spend the weekend and I'll be flying back on Sunday evening and
0: sometimes or I'll come back on a Monday morning. Right, okay. Well, there you go. So up in uh, the northwest, not in any of those locations, but in two other locations, there will be a program running called the Live More Project. And that's going to be running from Wynyard and also from Waratah. Uh, the Live More Project is a health and lifestyle, health and well-being program. It's really, I guess, a community-based or a group-based uh, program to help us, uh, you know, exercise better, think better, experience life better. And uh, I would encourage you to investigate that now, if you're interested in that, you can text in to our number, our show number, which is zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one and if you text in the word "Live more," you'll get a message back with a link to our web address which will send you to all of the details you need to know uh, to get all the information about those programs when they're on, what dates, where they are, etc. Um Now also, Raiko, this is our second episode in your series and last week uh, we'll ask you to just give us a bit of a, a recap on that in a moment. But um, if you are listening wherever you are, you might be on the mainland. We weren't broadcasting to uh, the rest of Australia last week. So if you missed Raiko's first episode, you can catch that on the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. If you go there and find the Tassie Encounters program, you can listen to all of our past episodes, both from last week or any programs that we've previously recorded this week as well. So, Ryker, just give us a little bit of an introduction to your program, and 3MJ, uh, remind us what that stands for. I know you did explain it last week, but to our new listeners today, uh, if you can just briefly explain what 3MJ is all about, and then... uh, Give us a bit of an overview of what we talked about last week, and then we'll get into this week's topic. Uh, 3MJ, you have three M's.
1: You have the first M is movement, the second M is message, and the third M is mission. And the J stands for Jesus. So 3MJ, it's the movement, message, and mission of Jesus Christ. And in our previous episode, we start to, we started talking about Jesus' final week of ministry. And we started talking about events that took place on a Sunday before he was going to be crucified on the cross on Friday. And uh, we looked at how Jesus said to two of his disciples, Go and pick up a donkey right there in Bethphage, right there next to the Mount of Olives. We then talked about Jesus' triumphal entry. He's on a donkey, and he's on the summit of the Mount of Olives. And there's all these people, they're praising him, and they're saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all of a sudden, Jesus, he wept. And he wept because of two things. He saw that one day in the future, the city of Jerusalem would be destroyed, and the temple would be destroyed. But he also wept because... The Jews as a nation, they were chosen by God and they were to be a light to the world and He's the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah, and He's weeping because they have, as a nation, they have rejected Him. Mm -hmm. And in a few days, uh, He's going to die on the cross. He's going to be crucified. And we finished off with how Jesus, He returned back to Bethany. Those were the events, but we also talked about a few takeaways as well, where you see the prophetic voice, the faithfulness of God, prophetic voice, which prophesied in the book of Zechariah some 500 years before Christ even came uh, to this world that uh, the Messiah would be on a donkey, riding on the donkey, and he would be proclaimed king. We also saw the humility of Christ. and We saw how the followers of Jesus celebrated and praised him and as, as a follower of Jesus Christ I want to praise and uh, praise Jesus Christ and we saw the compassion of Jesus because he lamented over souls that are lost and we also saw the spiritual kingdom uh, of God being established his kingdom of divine grace not the kingdom of glory that's something that's going to happen uh, in the future after the millennium or after the 1000 years so these are
0: some of the things we covered in our previous episode awesome thanks uh, Raiko for that summary um Now, this week, uh, what's your topic going to be? The the topic for this episode is the fruitless
1: and uh, withered fig tree. And we're going to be talking about how Jesus saw this fig tree. It was fruitless. Uh, Also, we're going to talk about the cleansing of the temple. And we're going to finish off where the fig tree is cursed. It's
0: withered away. Okay, now just before we get into it, I'll just remind our listeners: you can text us in any questions that you might have if you're listening and you're just not sure about something. You can text in zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and uh, we'll do uh, the best we can to respond. If we see it uh, during the program, we can actually I can bring that question to RICO and he can respond. As we go, so uh, please feel free to text in, and later in the program we'll also have a code word to give away, which is a nice little book uh, we can send to you, and we'll talk more about that during the program. So zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Just uh, write that down, put it in your phone, whatever it is, and uh, you can text that any time. Uh, if you've got any questions for us, so Rigo, let's uh, let's start our our program today. The fruitless and wizard withered fig tree, <laughs> not the wizard, <laughs> the withered fig tree. Y-
1: yes, Jason. Let's just have a short prayer before we dive into our study. Let's do that. Dear Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity to share the word of God. I pray that you will bless us and that you will give us insights that we will, that um, probably things we haven't seen before. And may your spirit just guide us. Bless us now. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 11. And we'll be looking at the passage in Mark 11 and also Matthew 21. And Mark chapter 11 and verse 11, I'm going to read here. It says, and Jesus went into Jerusalem. This is still taking place on the Sunday and into the temple. So, when he had looked around at all things, as the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. This is still taking place on Sunday, but we want to talk about events that took place on Monday, and then we'll touch on an event that took place on Tuesday. So now we're going into
0: verse 12, Mark chapter 11 and verse 12, and can you read that for us, Jason, please? Sure, and I'm reading from the New King James. Is that the version you've got right there? That's now? right, yep. yep. So this is verse 12, now the next day when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. Hmm. Do I keep but going?
1: No, just, just pause there for a minute. It says
0: here that Jesus was what? Hungry. He was hungry. Are you hungry now, Jason? I had a little bit of breakfast before we started this morning, so uh, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had any breakfast. I usually eat uh, once or two, da- uh,
1: twice a day. Okay. And if I eat once, it's it's a it's a meal somewhere around one or two o'clock. Uh, trying to lose some weight. Okay. But here it says Jesus was hungry. Mm. The Bible twice mentions that Jesus was hungry. Do you want to guess when was the first time he was hungry?
0: Well, was it when he went out into the wilderness for uh, forty days, or was that not the time? I, I yeah, that's, after the, that's the first time. I reckon forty days of no food, I'd be very hungry. <laughs> yes,
1: uh, he, he was in the wilderness forty days and forty nights. He didn't eat anything. He was he fasted, and then the devil came and tempted him, mm. and he was hungry. Oh, mm. uh, changed these stones into bread. And Jesus could have done that. Jesus is God. But if he used that power, he would have been using it for his own selfish needs. Mm. So, Jesus was hungry there, right there in the beginning of his ministry. But now, towards the end of his ministry, three and a half years later, it tells us that he is hungry. Mm.
0: And then, read verse 13, please. Mark 11, verse 13. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Jesus is hungry. He
1: sees this fig tree. And by the way, Jesus is traveling from Bethany and his destination is Jerusalem. And somewhere on the path, on the road, next to the road, he sees this fig tree. And there's a problem here. What's, what's the problem? It's got no figs. It's got no figs, but it has? It's got leaves. leaves. Yeah. yeah. And this is not normal. See, if a fig tree had leaves, it must automatically have figs. But it also does mention something strange here.
0: It was not the season for
1: figs, too. Hmm.
0: So and, yes. It's interesting that it had, had leaves, um, even though it wasn't the season. I know uh, we had about four fig trees. We used to live in a, a little house with uh, that was built by an Italian man, and there was about three or four fig trees. And uh, it was either full of leaves and figs, or it had nothing on it. It was just the the bare sticks of the of the tree. Mm, did you enjoy eating figs? I actually don't like figs myself, so it was <laughs> it was a pity we had to uh, give many of them away. But it was yeah, they were very productive trees.
1: Yeah, I, I grew up with eating a lot of dried fig tree uh, sorry not fig trees figs (laughs) yeah um but there's a meaning to this and if it had leaves but it had no figs this would imply but not really imply that means suggest but this actually shows that there is some pretense or there is deception that is taking place because if it had leaves it must have figs
0: you would think so You
1: would think so. Mm. So, here we see the concept of deception, the concept of false hope, the concept of pretense. And the Bible has a lot to talk about deception. And do you know, Jason, when the first time we read about deception in the Bible?
0: Uh, In the very early chapters where I guess it was um, the serpent tempting Eve in regards to the fruit.
1: Yeah, and and the serpent, this is the devil masquerading Mm. as a serpent. He said to Eve, you're not going to die, and surely you're not going to die. You're going to become like God. Mm. He deceived Eve, and he lied to her. And even prior to this, there was a war that took place up in heaven, and you can read about this in Revelation chapter 12, where you had two groups. You had Jesus on one side with his angels, and you had the serpent, the devil, and his angels, and Lucifer, well, he be- he made a devil out of himself. He deceived one-third of the angels. Also, the very following day, the events that we're reading here in Mark 11, it's taking place on Monday, but the following day, on Tuesday, Jesus is on the Mount of Olives, and he's talking to four of his disciples. They asked him, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age and when will these things happen and they were talking that part was talking about the destruction of the city of jerusalem and the answer is then by saying take heed that no man deceives you the
0: bible has a lot to talk about deception Mm. yeah rico we uh, need to take a break um and let's come back and we'll continue this discussion and I'll just remind our listeners that any time you can text in on um, 488 Text in any time with any questions. This song is called Everything Is Possible.
2: There's a man In my way
0: everything is possible. So, uh, just before we get back into the discussion, I just want to remind our listeners that we do have an offer, and it is the little book, The Desire... Oh, it's actually a big book, isn't it, Ryko? It's quite a long book. Yes. The Desire of Ages. Um, it's a, a special book. Uh, Ryko will be reading a couple of uh, quotes from that a bit later. So, The Desire of Ages, if you want to... Receive a copy of that you can text us in a little bit later zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one So Riiko before the break we were talking about this uh, fig tree that had leaves and no figs and you were talking about how that was deceptive and you know this was a significant point. Mm. Let me ask you a question Jason have you ever deceived someone? Oh, you now you're putting me on the spot. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. I I can't think of a specific instance, but I'm sure I have. Have you ever been deceived? Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, there's two. There's two stories that come to my mind when it comes to deception. I re- I remember as a kid growing up, growing up in Sydney, and Dad would always have hundred-dollar bills stashed in a, in a certain area, and about three or four times as a teenager. I would go and steal $100. And my dad would count the money and he would go, where's the rest of the money? I thought I had more notes here. And my dad's really good with money and uh, he's good with figures. And uh, you're probably thinking, well, what did I do with those $100 bills? About three or four times I would go and buy whole boxes of uh, basketball cards. Ah. And uh, it was only my early 30s that I said, Dad, this is what he said. And he said, okay, Raiko, don't do that again. And uh, (laughs) and, uh, Mm -hmm. another time, uh, well, actually not another time, but many times, I really hated high school. I hated going to school when I had a math test. And uh, many times, don't even ask me how many times, but I would skip school. And uh, I would take a different change of clothes in my bag. And I would catch the train to another place. I grew up in Sydney. And I would go to PCYC, which is Police Citizen Youth Club. And I would go and play some basketball there. And then I would hang out in the library. And then I would say, "Uh uh-oh, time to go back home. And I would get back home and my mum would say to me, how was school today? And I would say, oh, it was really good. Oh, what did you learn? Not much. And so, I lied. I deceived her. And by the way, my parents don't even know about this. So, if they listen to the recording of this podcast somewhere later, I'm sure they're going to call me and start they,
0: questioning they me might, about this. <laughs> they might be listening live right now.
1: Yeah. So, you better pray for me, okay? <laughs> please, please, please. Please pray for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm least, not proud
0: of that. At least you're confessing, Riker. Right, okay, at least you're confessing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm confessing, and I've repented of that. Yeah. And yeah, that's the past. But deception is something that we see um, a big all throughout the Bible. But I want us to continue this story with Mark chapter 11. And uh, we see in verse 13, it says, It says, he found nothing. This is Jesus. He found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And, uh, you know, there's actually a few things we can learn about figs trees in the Bible. Uh, A little side note is that in Palestine, the early crop of figs usually matures in June and the late crop in September. But this is during the Passover feast. And do you know, Jason, when the Passover took place around this time period here
0: in Mark chapter 11? I'm assuming it's in our time frame, it's sort of in the beginning part of the year. So, it'd be well before June.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's around April. Yeah. And it's not till June that you start to see figs usually maturing and then the late crop in September. Um, something that I learned, which I didn't know before, is that it should also be noted that in oriental lands in this area of Israel, Green or unripe fruit is often relished, which means it tastes good and it's pleasurable. And fig trees were actually common in the land of Israel uh, when you read Deuteronomy chapter 8. And usually a fig tree grows to about 6 to 9 meters in height. Mm. Guess which plant or among the first plant that is mentioned in the Bible?
0: Well, we're talking about fig trees, so I'm guessing maybe it was fig tree. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, figs are mentioned. There you go. You know, remember Adam and Eve, they sinned? Yes. And then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And what did they sow?
0: Ah, fig leaves, yes. Yeah, fig leaves together. Yep.
1: And they made themselves coverings. Mm. And also figs are among, uh, also a plant that is mentioned, uh, one of the last mentioned in Scripture in Revelation 6, verse 13. Uh, Figs also had medicinal value and for example Hezekiah was about to die and he was instructed to put uh, to cut up a fig and to place it on his boil
0: mm. make a poultice i believe
1: that's right that's right yes thanks jason can you please read mark 11 verse 14
0: yeah so in response jesus said to it this is he's talking to the tree here let no one eat fruit from you ever again and his disciples heard it
1: Interesting. Jesus, his ministry is three and a half years, and the disciples saw him curse this tree. And we know he cursed it, because later on, when you read Mark 11, verse 21, Peter says, Oh, Rabbi, and he said this the following day to him, Oh, you cursed this tree, it's withering away. Mm. Jesus always did good. He never did any injury, and this is the first time there is you can say injury, um, Jesus's wonderful works were done to restore, never to destroy.
0: Mm. But there must have been a reason why Jesus actually did do this.
1: That's right. We'll get to that reason. Okay. So, let's go to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Sure. We'll come back uh, to Mark. And in Matthew chapter 21, uh, Verse 10 and 11, it says this, And when he had come into Jerusalem, this is taking place on Sunday, not on the Monday, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. This takes place on Sunday, and then he'll go back to Bethany, and then, remember, he's traveling on the road to Jerusalem on Monday, and he sees this fig tree, and he curses this fig tree, this is Jesus, and... In Matthew 21, verse 12, it says then. This means next in event. And when we study these things chronologically, verse 12
0: is taking place on the Monday when Jesus enters into Jerusalem. Can you read verse 12, please? Sure. So, then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. What's Uh, happening here? He's uh, causing um, a bit of a, a stir in the temple, but obviously there was things going on there. There was uh, trade going on of the the uh, animals, and I'm, my understanding is these were the animals that were that people would come and purchase so that they could then go and offer their sacrifice. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right. See, when you 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 can always go online and Google and see some models of the Jewish temple there in Jerusalem, mm. and you would have this temple, you would enter into the temple, and you you would have something called the Court of the Gentiles, or the Outer Court, and then you have the actual temple structure building within the temple. And people would come from different parts of the Roman Empire. Different Jews would come from different parts. Uh, from the Jews, There would be Jews living in different parts of the Roman Empire. They would come to Jerusalem. And they're going to sacrifice. And you need to have an animal to sacrifice. Hmm. These people were selling these things in the outer court, in the court of the Gentiles. Now, it's important to buy an animal to sacrifice. And these things could have taken place outside of the temple. But this was taking place inside. And Jesus, he... He shows righteous anger here. Mm. He drove out all those that bought and sold. He overturned the tables and the money changers. He overturned the seats of those who sold the doves. See, the money
0: changers, uh, these were the money changers that exchanged currency. It's my understanding, Riker, that um, not only in another passage, I think, oh, it's uh, just in the next verse where, uh, Jesus actually refers to it as a den of thieves. So these money changers were actually um, extorting the people. They were charging too much and and making it a profit-making business rather than just simply selling the doves and things for the, the correct value. Is that your understanding?
1: Yeah. Yes, mate. Yeah. It, it's a, it became a commercial enterprise. Yeah, a and profit-making And people were ex- exploiting people, and it was really greed. Mm. And... Why did Jesus really get upset?
0: Well, I guess um, uh, something that I've learned in another study was that, uh, that people were being obstructed from coming to offer their, their sacrifices and asking for forgiveness. Is there, is there another reason as well? Yes, that, that, that's great. And
1: the temple was to be a place of worship. Yes. You know, worshipping God, giving praise to God, praying to God. The temple was to be a place to also have reverence and respect, but people were being taken advantage of. Yes. And the temple is a place where you come to know more about God and to love Him. What's also interesting is that this is taking place at the end of Jesus' ministry of three and a half years, but in the beginning of His ministry, and we don't have time to open up the Bible there, in John chapter 2... The same thing was happening. Jesus entered into the temple and uh, he cleansed the temple. The Bible says he had a whip of cords. Yeah. And you see similarities of what happened in John chapter 2 with what happened in Matthew chapter 21. There's just striking similarities.
0: It is as though nothing has changed. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to take another break. Um Yeah, yeah. we'll come back uh, and and finish this discussion and uh, you're going to share a couple of things from Desire of Ages as well. So let's take a break now. This song is called All You'll Ever Need.
3: blood of Jesus, it is like the widow's womb. It's enough to pay the price to set you free. Fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need The blood of Jesus, it is life
0: you'll ever need by andrew peterson now Roko, before the break i said that you're going to be reading just a small uh, snippet from the desire of ages which is the book that we are going to be giving away um let's uh hear what you've got there
1: yeah i just want to read something from desire of ages page 589 i talked about how, and compared with how Jesus cleansed the temple in John chapter two in the beginning of his ministry, and now here at the end of his ministry he is also cleansing the temple and on of ages uh, on page five hundred and nine sorry five hundred and eighty nine it says this at the close of his mission, he came again to the temple and found it still desecrated as before. nothing has
0: changed nothing has and- changed in his whole ministry.
1: And then it says this, the condition of things was even worse than before. Now, that's really sad, isn't it? Mm. Um, It's really sad. They hadn't learned anything. No. And let's go back to Matthew
0: 21, verse 13. Sorry, verse verse 13. 13. Uh, Can you please read that for us, Jason? Yep. It says, and he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, But you have made it a den of thieves. And I know you've
1: mentioned about den of thieves, a den of robbers, a a den of uh, thieves. But here it also says, my house shall be called a house of what? House of prayer. Yeah. A house of prayer. And when you go to Mark's account, it actually says that it was to be a house of prayer for all nations. Yeah, okay. See, the Jews, they were not to be... Exclusive. That's right. They were to include everyone else, and they were to be a light to the world. They were to be a light to the Gentiles, or the non-Jews, or the non-believers, and also um, they were chosen by God to to share the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the gospel to others. But you know, when you study the scriptures, they they failed in this area, mm. and the temple was to be a house of
0: prayer for all nations. Please read verse 14 and 15, please. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant and said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes, have you never read... Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have perfected praise. Wow. Here you have chief priests and scribes. They're really upset. They're
1: upset that Jesus is healing in the temple. And then you have these children. And what are
0: these children crying out in the temple and saying? Hosanna to the son of David. And I assume that was in a, um, an allusion to the Messiah. Would that be right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And remember, we studied this last time, in our previous episode, where on the Sunday, Jesus is on the Mount of Olives, and there's this great multitude, and they're saying the same thing, Hosanna to the Son of David. Mm. And now you have these children, and they are saying, Hosanna. And can you just picture this? This is taking place in the temple, and as they're saying, Hosanna to the Son of David, it's echoing and re-echoing there in the temple.
0: Mm and this is just after <laughs> jesus has uh you know overturned the tables and everything so there are obviously people recognizing who he is and and what he's doing is is right versus the uh, the other i guess the religious leaders who were indignant about what he was doing and and mm. what was going on before them mm. right
1: the Desire of ages on page 592 tells us it talks about these children uh, and it says had the voices of the children been silent the very pillars of the temple would have sounded the Savior's praise and this just remind, reminds me of the previous day where Jesus he also said to the Pharisees I tell you that if these should keep silent this is the great multitude that was praising him the stones would immediately cry out mm. and uh, in verse 16, Jesus is quoting a Bible verse from Psalms 8 verse 2. And this is part of prophecy, that this would happen out of the mouth of babes, or that, that Bible verse could also be translated out of the mouth of children. Um, and nursing infants or sucklings, you have perfected praise. But Jesus didn't quote the full Bible verse to them um, because when you look at Psalms 8 verse 2, it says, because of your enemies, <laughs> um, th- there is this praise that is happening and it says, because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. And if the Pharisees and chief priests and scribes ever went back to Psalms 8 verse 2, Uh, They would realize that really they were the enemy, and they were the enemy, Mm. uh, because they crucified Jesus Christ. They were responsible for this. And then it says in verse 17, Then he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, and he lodged there. This is taking place on Monday. He goes back to Bethany on the Monday. I want to talk about events that took place the next day, on Tuesday. Can we open our Bibles to Mark chapter 11, going back to Mark 11?
0: Yes, so Mark 11, and are we verse, reading from verse 11 or 12? Uh, no, no, we're we, going to
1: read from verse uh, 20. 20. Yeah. Uh, we've that. skipped the section of verse 15 to 19, which is also about the cleansing of the temple. Yes. We read
0: that in Matthew 21. So read verse 20, please. Okay, so now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Uh, Did you want me to keep going there?
1: No, let's just stop there. Uh, Let's talk about this uh, fig tree. It's been cursed. It's withered away. Uh, There was a process that took place. And it mentions that the roots are dry. Now, do you think if you add water to it, that it will come back to life?
0: I guess it depends on how dead it really is. Um, Sometimes, I guess, if something is just dormant, it can come back to life. I don't know. I'm not sure about this one. I'm guessing it was cursed, so maybe not.
1: Yeah, you're you're, you're totally right, Jason. And Jesus said um, that no fruit on you will ever grow again. Mm, So there's no possibility of it coming back to life. Yeah, and this tree is cursed, and I, I guess a good question is to ask: Is what lessons can we learn from this fruitless fig tree, which was cursed by Jesus and withered it away? And uh, this is really a parable, Jason.
0: What is a parable? It's a story that's meant to demonstrate or illustrate something that we can understand. That's that right? right.
1: Yeah, it, it can be a made-up story. Or it's a true story, but it teaches a spiritual lesson. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. I'm not sure if you know this, Jason, but in the Bible, what does a tree represent? Um,
0: not sure. You're going to have to tell me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I've put you on the spot here. Uh, Psalms 1, verse 3 mentions this. He, talking about a righteous man, shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So, okay. here in this Bible verse, uh, we can deduce that a tree can be represented by a person.
0: Okay.
1: In, also, in Daniel chapter 4, you've got this big tree. And that big tree represented King Nebuchadnezzar, which represented the nation of Babylon. Yes. So a tree can represent a nation, and in Hosea chapter nine verse ten, it says this. I'm just reading my notes here. It says, "I found Israel like grapes in the wilderness. I saw your fathers as the first fruits on the fig tree in its first season."
0: Okay. So there's a connection between the tree and the the nation of Israel, or the, the um, yeah. Is that what we is that what we're deducing here?
1: Right, so the fig tree represents a nation, it represents the nation of Israel, but it has no fruit. So this now leads me to the next question. What does fruit represent in the Bible?
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to suggest that we take a break and we come and discover that in our last segment uh, after our music break. Is that all all right? Okay, All good, mate. Okay, let's have a listen to this piece of music. It's uh, called Yet Not I But Through Christ in Me. You're listening to Faith FM, Tassie Encounters with Raiko Chelich. So Raiko, before the break, we were talking about the fig tree, the nation of Israel, the fig tree representing the nation of Israel, and we just got on to the fruit. And I think you asked a question, what do you think the fruit represents?
1: According to the Bible in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, which is really character. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, self-control. See, this fig tree, it represents the nation of Israel. It had leaves, but it had no fruit. In other words, it didn't have the character of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, self-control. And... When you look at the Jewish nation and you look at the religious leaders, it was all a form and ceremony um, that they were interested in. Uh, they lacked true godliness, and uh, there was deception because in the end, Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross, and the Jews had a huge part to play in this because they influenced uh, Pilate there when you read the Bible. You know, what's interesting, Jason, to me is that we don't have time to open up the Bible to Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 to 10, but you read there about John the Baptist. And yeah. John the Baptist, his ministry began about six months prior to Jesus. And he, he came preaching a message of repentance. And he talked about uh, being worthy of fruits of repentance. And... The, the leaders there, the Jewish religious leaders, when John the Baptist was preaching, they did not bear the fruits of righteousness. And John the Baptist said to them, the axe is already laid at the root of the tree. Indicating that uh, it's going to be cut down. It's going to be cut down. And Jesus then begins his ministry, and from John the Baptist, about three years later, and this is two and a half years into Jesus' ministry, so three years from John the Baptist, but two and a half years uh, into Jesus' ministry, from that point of Matthew 3, Jesus shares this parable in Luke chapter 13, and uh, it it talks there about how there's a fig tree, and there's a parable, and that this fig tree... It's dying, and the owner wants to get rid of it, which is God, but the keeper, which represents Jesus Christ, he says, hey, give me some time, give me a year, Mm. uh, and uh, I will take care of it, and he will take care of this picture, try to make it back to life, and and that tree represents uh, Israel. So the whole point is that there, there is... That's two and a half years into Jesus's ministry. His ministry lasted for three and a half years, and so in that year we see, still see that Jesus is merciful and gracious towards the Jewish nation. He came to his own, but unfortunately, his own received him not. The Bible says.
0: Yeah. So he was he was still trying to uh, encourage them to, you know, change. I guess change their ways to repent, uh, as John the Baptist was saying, and to turn towards Him rather than reject Him.
1: Yeah, and there's so much that I've actually skipped out and have not shared, but I think the huge and the big takeaway is this, that we want to have the fruit of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, long-suffering gentleness, self-control in our personal lives. And we can't do it in our own power, I believe. We need the power of Christ to help us. And it's about having the character of God and uh, when you study the Bible, like Isaiah 43, verse 7, uh, we are created for my glory, God said. And glory in the Bible, when you compare Scripture with Scripture, it represents the character of God. And originally man was created in the image of God there in Genesis chapter 1. And so the purpose of our existence is to reflect the character of God. We, and uh, I hope and pray that, uh, Jason, when they see you or when they see me, when people see us, that they see Jesus in our life. That they see Jesus on our countenance.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, that's um, <clears throat> always concerning. Sometimes to me, that as a Christian, that uh, sometimes I wonder if I adequately represent, you know, Jesus Christ, who is the one that we f- the, that we follow. So, um, and obviously, the the fruits of the Spirit are those things that are the result of that transforming relationship with Jesus. Um, So, RICO, what uh, have we got in store for next Wednesday morning with your program? Um, And, of course, if you are listening in Tassie, you can catch us at 4.30 p.m. as well, not just in the morning. Uh, Nationally, it's at 9 a.m., but in Tassie, we rebroadcast at 4.30 p.m. So, RICO, next week, what are we looking forward to with your program? We're continuing
1: chronologically of looking at Jesus' final week of ministry, and we're going to be looking at an event on
0: Tuesday which is about uh, questioning Jesus' authority. Okay. Now, it's time for the code word. You've been hanging on. The code word today is 3MJ. That's the number three, the digit number three, and then MJ, and then the number one. So all one word, no spaces, just 3 MJ one, and if you can text that code into 0488-880-891 we will get this book Desire of Ages out to you as soon as we can. Uh, now tomorrow we have Peter Watts with us and his series titled Searching for Certainty. His episode 2 is continuing on with Does God Exist? Part 2 and he's going to be focusing on the topic of design so i'll look forward to doing that with peter and remember if you're up in the northwest of tasmania and you're interested in those uh, health and lifestyle programs the live more project you can text us into our number 0488 880 the word live more and we will send you a link to the web address where you can find out more information I think that's just about it for today, Raiko. What have you got for the rest of today? You're going to be busy today? Yes, I will be
1: busy today and I've got uh, a message to prepare uh for King Island and I'll be talking uh, hopefully to them about the Bible and a bit of the structure of the Bible
0: and how we got the Bible and the purpose of the Bible. Awesome. Okay, well, Until next week, Raiko, take care. And to our listeners, I hope you can join us again tomorrow and I hope the rest of your day is fantastic.